everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Time Out with DG podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gotera. Thanks for uh, tuning in, as always. Before we get into the uh, particulars about this one, go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. I appreciate all the support. appreciate the comments that I've gotten so far on this. It's uh, It's been a lot of fun. Not as many episodes as I would have liked. As I've talked about before, life kind of kicks you in the rear end, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's kind of hard to record these things when you're at home, but it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel as far as getting back into the station for us. We've heard rumblings that we might be coming back soon. Look, since last, what, June? Since last June, I think I've been to our KHOU studios about a total number of about six times. Six times in about a calendar year. So uh, to say that I'm anxious to get back uh, is an understatement. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again. I haven't seen my coworkers in whew, in months. The folks in the news department, I haven't really seen them at all. But, uh, yeah, recording these things at home is a challenge. Uh, but we try to get as many as we can up. And uh, when I can do it, I'll get it done. And here we are, episode 54. Uh, no guests today. Kind of sharing my thoughts on what's been going on Houston sports-wise uh, for the past week. That includes the NFL draft. That includes this week's Astros Yankees series, which was a soap opera, an unnecessary soap opera. I'm going to get into my thoughts on that in a little bit. Like I said, episode 54, that's what we're talking about. Uh, if you haven't listened to uh, episode 53 with Chinadu Ogu, a uh, Houston area comedian who does some work with us on Sports Extra and on H Town Rush, our morning show, he was fantastic. Talked about his life story, growing up in a really tough spot of Houston, and then uh, just making his way through. Uh, son of immigrants, kind of like my story a little bit. So I kind of, I kind of related to that a little while uh, for for a little bit when I did that interview. Not that I'm that funny. Chinadu is, is is very funny. So uh, I I encourage you to check that out if you haven't done so already. And my previous episode was with uh, Jackson Gatlin from the Locked On Rockets podcast where we kind of assessed the uh, state of the Rockets, which is not good, as we've discussed before. It's it's not a good situation over there uh, at Toyota Center. Every time I look up, there's more guys injured. There's more guys not playing. John Wall's not playing the rest of the season. Uh, not that many folks are going to miss that because, I mean... At this point, just look at all your young talent, not the high-priced ones like Roger Dorn from Major League. Uh, <laughs> I forgot about Dorn because he was only high-priced. Uh, so so there's the Rockets situation. Every, everybody's injured. I mean, the other day they had eight active players. DJ Augustine didn't even play. He was available but didn't play, so they had seven guys. Another one rolled his ankle. So it's like that scene from Space Jam where all the uh, Looney Tunes are on the bench injured and then Tweety Bird's over in the iron lung. So that's what we got going on over there with the Rockets. Um, just That's going to be miserable, man, for a couple of years. It's it's good to see young talent, but as far as winning, that's not going to happen for a while. Uh, so that's what's going on with the Rockets. Uh, what else? Oh, the NFL draft. Uh, before I get into Astros-Yankees, uh, let's talk about the NFL draft with the Texans a little bit. Uh, I wanted to try to have Andre Ware on this week. It didn't really work out. Uh, we're going to try to hook up next week. Uh, Texans uh, color analyst for the radio does a lot of work on ESPN for college football. So he's kind of he's kind of well-versed on the whole college football scene, especially and, and definitely the NFL scene. So I'd like to have Andre talk about the draft, his journey through a sports too. Uh, we'll see if we can get that hooked up as well. That's next week. So let's talk about the draft a little bit. Uh, the Texans, 
I fell asleep halfway through. The Texas first pick came up at 67. At 67, they take Davis Mills, the uh, quarterback, out of uh, Stanford. And look, I, I mean, this whole class, and I, look, you have, to, you have to look at this class uh, from a different perspective, right? I mean, this is not going to be an impactful class. I mean, these are guys that are going to be adding depth. So why they took a quarterback in that position, I'll never know. I mean, they, I mean, Nick Cassara didn't even really sound that excited afterwards about Davis Mills. When they were asking him in the press conference, hey, what do you think about Davis Mills? What do you like? Oh, you know, we like the player. We, we, we feel he's got a lot of potential. I mean, look, I know that there's a lot of drama surrounding the quarterback position, and given that, you need to be able to pick a guy that is going to be your quarterback of the future. You already had him and Deshaun Watson, but you messed up that relationship so bad you didn't want to play here anymore. Uh, not even considering all the legal issues off the field. That, that's a whole other situation. That makes him untradeable. But as far as him wanting to be here, we've talked about it. He didn't want to be here. He was your quarterback of the future. He's 25 years old. You guys have already messed that up so badly. He should be here his whole career, but that's not going to happen anymore because – um, you threw that away in the trash, that relationship. So uh, so you, you go out and get a quarterback, and you get Davis Mills. He's a project. I mean, you have Tyrod Taylor. Now you have Davis Mills. He's a project player. Like, this draft should be about adding depth. It should have been about adding depth. Like, I didn't mind the pick of Garrett Wallow, the linebacker. I mean, they didn't go defense for three picks, and their defense was abysmal last year. It wasn't very good. And they don't have J.J., uh, the only two guys really on the defense you recognize are Whitney Merciless and uh, Justin Reed. Two great guys, good players. But, I mean, they don't, they don't have anybody else around there. Last year's draft class wasn't any good. We're still waiting for Ross Blacklock to play out, and the other guys didn't really even see any playing time. Um, they, didn't, they waited three picks to go defense. I, I did like that Garrett Wallow pick. I mean, you watch him on film. He's got a high motor. I'm a big fan of high motor guys. You use that. A lot of people use that cliche a lot, but guys that want to be a part of football, they want to they want to go out there and play hard. I, I really enjoy those type of players. I think those guys have the most upside, more so than just uh, guys that that flash that athletic ability. If you if you're able to come out and grind it out and play, you're going to have a, a pretty good solid NFL career if you could do that. Uh, so I think Garrett Wallow could add something on defense. He's going to be a special teams guy for sure. That's the pick that I I I was uh, high on. So they draft Davis Mills. He's a project, so he's not going to start right away. And all of a sudden, then you have the next pick coming in with Nico Collins. They weren't so they weren't even supposed to draft again on day two, but they traded up to get Nico Collins. They they gave up so much to to go up twenty spots. Like is Nico Collins worth that? Much? Look, I watched him at Michigan. I see a lot of Big Ten football, so I watched him at Michigan. He's a good player. I mean, he's got size, he's got speed, he could he could be a threat, but, I mean, you also gave up a lot. You need players, you need more depth on this team. You don't want to keep trading away assets just to move up 20 spots. I, I didn't really understand that move. I mean, Collins could be, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying these guys aren't any good. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not talking down the players. I mean, these guys are just entering the NFL, they're going to try to do their best, I think they're, you know, I think there there is some upside with Nico Collins. Davis Mills, who knows? I mean, he only played four games last year, so there's really not a lot of tape on him. Uh, but there's nothing against the. I'm talking about, like, the decision-making with the draft, right? And I just I, – I, I left 
they were very questionable decisions. Uh, and then Brevin Jordan, the tight end, he he also seems to be a guy that can be pretty good, a pass-catching option uh, at tight end. Not, from what I've read, not a, not a very good blocker. Not going to be used for that, probably, but he can be a weapon on offense. This class needed to be about adding depth, and they went ahead and picked a quarterback, which then started the conversation again about, oh, well, what's the future like with Deshaun? This means he's definitely not here. Like, don't even don't even wade into that anymore. We've, we've talked about that ad nauseum, so don't bring it back up. Get guys that can help on the 53-man roster that aren't projects, that can, that can make an impact. Look, you're not going to win, but at least they can make an impact and grow at the same time. I don't know if Davis Mills is going to make an impact. I mean, the kid is, you know, they have Tyrod Taylor. Deshaun's probably not going to play, but like I, I said, they have Tyrod Taylor. Um, we've seen him working out with some of the Texans players already this year, this offseason, so... I don't know. It was it was a draft that left that was very questionable. And we talked to a guy from Pro Football Focus, Anthony Tresh, uh, great website. Uh, this guy is very knowledgeable. We talked to him on Sports Extra, and he w- he was even scratching his head about some of the decisions the Texans made. Again, look, I'm rooting for all these guys. Um, I I hope they pan out. Last year's class too. I hope they pan out for the good of the organization, for the good of the team, for the good of all of us watching this football team for the next couple of years. But as Anthony from Pro Football Focus pointed out to us, next year is going to be the really the 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 start of the rebuild, right? They're going to have the 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 top pick, most likely in the top three, because they're not going to be any good. Uh, so that that is when you can decide, okay, let's get a quarterback of the future. Let's not get a backup. Let's get a let's get an impactful players that can really start rebuilding this roster. Even though they've remade it, there's a difference between remaking it and rebuilding. They need to rebuild it, not just remake it. And um, that's my take on the NFL draft. Okay. All right. Let's get to the Astros and Yankees. Okay. All right. So uh, first game was on Tuesday, right? And this was the first time the Astros and the Yankees have played each other since uh, all the uh, cheating scandal broke, right? This is where I'm at with all this. I'm a grown man, and I love my team. I would not, as a grown man, buy tickets and yell, curse out, stick up middle fingers, like do all sorts of obscene things, dress up as Oscar the Grouch to go show up and chastise another baseball team. That's my perspective. I know it's different up there in New York. And here's the thing about all of this. Like, the Yankees are supposed to be the team that everyone's gunning for, right? 2017, they're all upset about 2017. The Yankees scored three runs in the games here played at Minute Maid Park. Three runs. You're not going to win many games if you score that few runs in the playoffs, okay? So... They're still upset about 2017, and it, it's it's become, and the whole week was just unnecessary drama, man. Like, it was all built up. You watch the ESPN broadcast, and look, yes, I tuned in for ESPN for a little bit. I don't have AT&T Sportsnet. I have YouTube TV. I don't think I'm ever going to get AT&T Sportsnet, so I have to watch the highlights from uh, Todd Callis and Jeff Blum uh, a little later. Right, so I don't have it. I know people pointed that out on Twitter, but you turn on ESPN. First of all, on Tuesday was the first game. That was the game they were showing. It was Star Wars Day, and so they got these clowns dressed up as Star Wars figure, uh, figures. I mean, 
the whole thing is like amateur hour. And then all they talk about, all they talked about was the sign-stealing scandal. Like, that was, that was 2017, okay? It came out last year. It's time to move on. The Astros won the World Series. They were the better team that year. They didn't have to cheat. I will give you that. They didn't have to cheat because they were already the better team, okay? And the fact that we're still making a big deal of this shows the state of sports sometimes. First of all, we know why ESPN does it, because drama sells, right? They don't have any other product to sell right now, so they just build up this whole, well, the Astros are going to New York for the first time, this and that, and so that's all they talked about, all right? I had to mute it. I was done. After like about five minutes, I was like, I'm done with this crap. I can't listen to this stuff anymore. And look, and this has come from perspective. I am not an Astros fan. As you guys know, I am a White Sox fan, okay? So I'm not saying all this stuff to defend the Astros. I never defended the fact that they cheated. They didn't have to cheat. They were a far superior team. They would have won the World Series without any of that video garbage, okay? And the trash cans and all that. I'm a White Sox fan. We've got our own problems this year. We have a manager that is so inept, he doesn't even know the rules. Tony La Russa is a dinosaur that should be nowhere near a major league club right now in the manager's spot, but the White Sox have him there. But I, I digress, okay? That is a disaster. I'm a White Sox fan. I'm upset about that because Tony La Russa doesn't know the rules. Okay, bring it back to the Astros and Yankees. Like, what... Why? Like, why, why is this still such a huge talking point? Like, even if the White Sox got cheated out of a World Series, which that didn't even happen here because the Yankees didn't even play in a World Series and they didn't even help themselves out in the games here in Houston by scoring so few runs, okay? So that's not even an issue. And then we still have people talking about buzzers. That has been disproven. We still have knuckleheads talking about buzzers. And honestly, the folks that I do kind of feel bad for are Astros fans that are on Twitter, and I know a lot of these guys, and God bless them for it, they put up with all this junk. I posted a video highlight about Tuve hitting his walk-off home run against Chapman. My mentions were ruined by people arguing about this still to this day. It's 2021. You're not getting the trophies back. And we're still talking about this. Like, enough, okay? These are grown men playing baseball. Heck, the roster is totally different. The only guys that are still there are what? Lance McCullers, Alex Bregman, Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve. Who else? <laughs> who else? Is it Yuli Gurriel? I mean, who else is still there from those teams, from that team back then? I mean, we don't have Verlander's not playing. Um, uh, Charlie Morton's not here anymore. I mean, like at some point, it's time to move on. And the worst part about it is that this media frenzy around it. Because I and I and I heard a great point about this. It came from Josh Ennis, former radio host here. He's doing a great job in Nashville. He's got his own podcast. I'm a big fan. I listen to it all the time. Um, Josh Ennis. Uh, I know he's. <laughs> I know some people don't like it, but I think he's great. He's very entertaining, and that's what I like about my sports talk radio uh, experience. I don't want sports all the time. I don't. I don't need like breakdowns of 
oh, top five rankings, this and that. Like, I want to be entertained. I think one of the best sports radio stations in this in the country is The Ticket in Dallas, by the way. The Ticket, Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket in Dallas. I don't like Dallas sports. I think all those teams are obnoxious. But when I was in Sherman, I listened to that station all the time because it was more than just sports. It was, like, interesting talk. And I I, I don't know. I feel like Josh does that, and, and his podcast is, is entertaining, too. So he made a great point about this, that, yeah, the people are online, the fans and Twitter, all that crap is still going on. That's fine because fans, most for the most part, are knuckleheads. But I think the worst part about this is that this media frenzy continues around the Astros and people are still talking about it, still whipping it up. I mentioned ESPN. And his point was that those national media outlets need Fans from the Yankees need the teams like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Those teams need to still be the victims in all of this, right? Like, let's say the Astros were the ones that were on the other side of this. Let's say the Yankees cheated, which, by the way, they probably did. Uh, let's say the Yankees cheated and the Astros fans were like, oh, they were all upset, whatever. This, would, this story would have gone away a long time ago because... You cannot keep talking negatively about the Yankees. Look how many Yankees players took steroids over the years, for goodness sake. Nobody brings that up, right? But the national press, national sports media, needs the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox, the Cubs, for example. If those teams are ever, quote-unquote, wronged, then these stories will never go away. And they can keep bashing on teams like the Astros or like the Rays, if they were involved, like these other market teams even though Houston's a big market, market seven, but they're not considered a big market team. They can still bash on these teams, and it's totally fine. And what's left is this this like incessant noise of just, just daily over and over. Well, the Yankees finally got revenge. Revenge? R- revenge on what? It's a May series in the middle of a major league season. Like, there's three games. You didn't get revenge at all on anybody. Plus, you're the Yankees. Like, you, you've you won 27 World Series championships. What are you mad about? Like, d- just stop. Stop, okay? And again, I'm not saying this to defend the Astros because, you know, I think what they did was stupid. They should never have gotten themselves into that mess. They should have never cheated. They should have never used trash cans or whatever but like you see these people showing up at yankee stadium and i know a lot of this is for show right you want to be the guy that goes viral because that's what you know life is all about these days let's whip out a camera and just shoot everything and let's see if we can post it online and go viral that's that's the goal of everybody's uh of everybody's daily routine it seems like sometimes but like the guys are dressing up like oscar the grouch and like bro come on man like Enough. I'm tired of it, okay? Yes, the Yankees won a series in May. They took two of three games. Who cares? Who cares in the grand scheme of things? Altuve hit a three-run homer in the final game. Jordan hit a home run off Garrett Cole. Like, they're just playing baseball, man. Like, I mean, who cares at the end of the day? It's all a bunch of media hype, media-driven stuff. And, like, man, just, just, just play. It's fun to talk about, I guess, a little bit. But holy smokes, man, enough. We're done. That happened, 2017. Think of it what you will. The Astros probably would have won the World Series anyway. They were the better team. They were better than the Yankees that year. 
They had home field advantage. They were better than the Dodgers that year. Had home field advantage. Dodgers are still upset. How about winning your home games? I take that back. The Astros didn't have home field advantage that year. Because the Dodgers did. How about how about winning your home games? They didn't even do that. So enough of the noise. I'm tired of it. Let's move on. And it's not just the Yankees and the Dodgers fan. There's other fan bases too, by the way. I mean, I still see some White Sox fans online upset about Like, enough, enough. Teams that were not affected by the Astros that year need to be quiet, for sure. And then the Yankees and the Dodgers, I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear about it anymore. We are done, okay? It's fun for sports and rivalries, but it's, it's an, I, don't, I just don't want to hear this anymore. I just think it's ridiculous, and it, it's tiring. The act is tiring. Uh, so that's – I've wanted to get that off my chest all week. I just haven't had time to get it on. But I, I, just, I just feel like, like I said before, what's happened to the Yankees? I mean, you guys are supposed to be the kings of the mountain, right? Everybody's gunning for you. And lately, people have been gunning for you and beating you. So uh, take care of your own things over there first before trying to project and trying to make yourself be, feel better about uh, putting down another team, going to a stadium and yelling at grown men that are playing baseball. I mean, come on, take it easy, okay? I've seen, I saw pictures of people yelling. I mean, like, I'm just, I don't know. Maybe at a different, I'm at a different point in my life where I see that sort of stuff, and I'm like, what is going on? Like Maybe when I was in college, when I was younger, I did go. I, I, you know, we all go, and we boo at a stadium. That's fine. But to go out, yell obscenities, talk about people's families, um, dress up like you're trying to make, like getting young kids involved, saying other, I'm like, what is this? What's going on? Again, it's all the social media world that we live in. They try to do things that they probably wouldn't do otherwise. They just try to do it in front of a camera to go viral. And that's that's really some of the worst part of sports, man. Like, these guys are playing. There were good games. The umpiring was abysmal, by the way, in the games. Um, I think I read in the first game they had 21 mistakes by the home plate umpire. That's that's unacceptable. That, that umpire should be suspended. Uh, there has to be accountability. But it was a good series. They played, and, you know, gave two games out of, one, uh, out of three the Yankees took. Just leave it at that, man. But no. It, it's a, the incessant drum beating, and we're never going to have it go away because it was the Yankees and the Dodgers that were wronged, quote-unquote, in this whole thing. Oh, God. Let's just play baseball. I'm glad baseball's back. I'm glad I could watch baseball every single day, and uh, I'm glad we're talking about it, but I just, I just wish we were talking about other stuff than just this nonsense all the time. All right. Hey, that's going to do it for this episode. Again, I'm going to be back next week with something. I don't know what. Uh, but I'll be back with something. I uh, hope you enjoyed my little rants on uh, different things there as we head into the weekend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, the wonderful women of the world that uh, keep this thing rolling. Uh, happy Mother's Day to my wife. It's a circus in our house sometimes, but uh, we all keep it together, and she's a, she's a huge, huge part of it. She's, uh, she's the rock of our, uh, of our little quartet. So happy Mother's Day to her. Happy Mother's Day to all the women out there. And I hope you guys have a great weekend. The weather should be nice. Enjoy it. Spend it with family. Watch a little baseball in the afternoon. And, uh, yeah, I will talk to you guys next week. See you.